0: Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome into a brand new edition of Sports Medicine Weekly on this Sunday morning. So happy you're with us. I'm Steve Cashel, joined by my co-host. He is the head team physician with the Chicago Bulls, one of the team physicians with the Chicago White Sox, sports medicine specialist, orthopedic surgeon from Midwest, orthopedics at Rush, Dr. Brian Cole. How are you, Dr. Cole, on this Sunday morning?
1: Steve, I'm doing well, hanging in there, and uh, for better or worse, as busy as ever.
0: Yeah, that is uh, hopefully good news. A reminder, everyone, podcast segments always available to hear on the Sports Medicine Weekly blog, Apple, through Google, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast audio. Our our website is sportsmedicineweekly.com. Our producer, as always. The one and only Shane Reardon. Well, Dr. Cole, the NBA opened up training camps this week. Head team physician for the Bulls, tell us about the protocols the NBA and the Bulls have put in place to allow teams to begin practicing again.
1: Steve, it's like an entirely different world since we talked last week, and uh, what's happened over the last week, I can tell you that um, has moved at a pace that I one could never anticipate. Um, we went from you know essentially no activity to you know one basketball player, one basketball, one coach, two at a time, two, two of that going on at one time, nobody else in the building, to uh, how you create a testing protocol, bring in a company to bring the tests on site, basically essentially create a lab at the facility, and through testing, demonstrating that people are not infected, allowing them to play uh, without concern for transmitting the disease. Um, it's it's just one of the most complicated, uh, uh, involved uh, programs I've ever been in, uh, associated with. And uh, in a matter of two weeks, I'd say that we're ramped up now to play basketball. Uh, there's going to be some hicc- hiccups, but essentially it's a test-based strategy that is very similar to what was done in Orlando. It's a way to sort of create a bubble to identify people who ha- are infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. You know, testing doesn't uh, it does not prevent someone from getting the virus, but it identifies who has it so that they can't subsequently give it to another individual. And and then that's really been the crux of the problem all along is having adequate evidence, uh, a- adequate testing to prevent the disease spread. So. Fortunately, now things have changed dramatically, and testing has become uh, more accessible, uh, not just to uh, basketball and football players, uh, but uh, to you know everyday individuals. So yeah, it's been an incredible uh, transition. We don't yet have a, a full-on schedule uh, that should be coming hopefully this week. Um, but uh, pregame now, I think the 11th and the 13th are the uh, preseason games. The two will be held in Chicago, and from this point forward, myself players and what we call the Tier 1 individuals will be tested every single day uh, up to and through uh, the first games on the 11th and the
0: 13th. Dr. Cole, take us behind the scenes then with the NBA and with the Bulls. I mean, do the NBA docs all get together on a Zoom call or a conference call, and the NBA has their own uh, doctors as well, and you you guys figure this stuff out? I mean, it was the bubble in Orlando during the summer, and now teams are practicing at their own training camps and their own uh, facilities.
1: Yeah I mean this was just disseminating information every single day I get between one and three memos uh, one was the most recent one was about 135 pages long and it goes through basically how you play basketball and uh, prevent the transmission of disease I mean it's really all about that so to to educate you know I know a fair amount about this stuff but you know I didn't think I had any more capacity to learn but I learn you know I know four times now what I knew even last week based upon the information that's being disseminated so we have zoom calls pretty much daily now uh, to cover this stuff because you cannot, I cannot possibly keep up. So virtually every night, uh, I have a Zoom call, Saturday nights, Sundays, Friday nights, and then during the week uh, with the NBA, who's d- done a, 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 an amazing job. And you have to understand, like think about the stakeholders. Everything is done in collaboration with the Players Association, the Board of Governors, the owners, the GMs, uh, the trainers, strength and conditioning, and the team physicians. And we have to all be on the same page to understand these procedures. So you can imagine how... Absolutely complex it must it really is and then at the same time how you actually teach one another how to get through this so it's been uh, I didn't think I had room for a, yet another full-time job but it's another full-time job
0: yeah, even more than uh, your' usual when the regular season starts right absolutely no, it
1: was, it pal- yeah the season you know the, the concept of managing injury and so forth pales in comparison compared to what we have to uh, do to get these these procedures in place and and, and, and execute them.
0: Well, time now for our Pro Athlete Injury of the Week. We do this each and every week here on Sports Medicine Weekly. Brooklyn Nets superstar Kevin Durant and his return from a torn Achilles. Dr. Cooley suffered the injury uh, in Game 5 of the NBA Finals in June 2019. Durant says he's been through surgeries and injuries before, but the longest recovery he had was three months previous times, but the first phase of this Achilles recovery was three months long and he couldn't walk or run. He said they had the use a scooter, learn how to walk again. He thinks that those milestones of learning how to walk, learning how to run and jump again and getting used to certain movements, again, are underestimated. Dr. Cole, is a torn Achilles one of the most difficult injuries to return from?
1: I think an Achilles tear, a quadricep tendon tear, a patella tendon tear are far more uh, challenging to return than, say, an ACL reconstruction Uh, because you know when you think about it Steve these are tendons and ligaments that connect uh, soft tissue to bone and you in order to get them to heal and be strong enough to tolerate the load of the body it takes about three months to get about 75 percent of the strength it had before it actually tore so what you're dealing with is a recovery phase where you have to protect you have to protect the um, uh, the soft tissue before they ramp back up and that like what Kevin Durant was saying is that he has to Rewind almost like recovering from a stroke to learn how to run uh, learn how to walk run Strengthen and so forth. So he, he said it well and it, and it is probably one of the most challenging recovers because you're shut down You're rewinding the clock back to the point where you just learning to walk again There's not too many injuries that actually do that in the in the, uh, in, the, in, the in the sporting sector. Wow.
0: Have you treated a lot of uh, of Achilles or do you see them often at Midwest Orthopedics at or
1: Rush even when, among your partners? Yeah, my foot and ankle guys will see a lot of Achilles tendon tears, especially now. People trying to return back, you know, to sports when they hadn't really, you know, had that preemptive training and so forth. It's not an uncommon Sunday afternoon uh, injury in tennis players and older adults and so forth. Uh, fortunately, we haven't had uh, very many, uh, you know, locally in our professional athletes. But when you do, it's it's a, it's a real challenge, as, as Kevin Durant uh, can attest to.